God is good, amen? Oh, so good. It's such a pleasure to be with you here tonight. Uh, it, it, it is a special time, and as we celebrate Christmas, is oftentimes a time of being with family, being able to celebrate togetherness. Uh, it is a delight and a joy to be with your church family on Christmas Eve. It is so good to be here. May I open us up with a word of prayer tonight before we continue? Oh, Father, we're grateful to be here, and we thank you that you've provided us a place to be and a people to be with and a Savior that we can worship. Uh, You have provided us a way unto salvation, and we rejoice in that. Lord, open our eyes as we study your word tonight. We thank you, O Jesus, in his name, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Can people really change? It was a question that I heard today watching a movie this afternoon on Christmas Eve. And the question was, can people really change? The movie was called The Man Who Invented Christmas. You may have seen it. And it described the the life of Charles Dickens as he was writing his famed novel, A Christmas Carol. And if you're familiar with the story of A Christmas Carol, uh, you know that Ebenezer Scrooge was a miserly, wicked man, self-centered in all that he did, and only worried about how he could make another dollar or squeeze another dollar out of someone around him. This was Ebenezer Scrooge. He was visited by three spirits on the night of Christmas Eve, and the first one showed him his past. And seeing his past, he realized the root of many of his problems. He saw the decisions that he made and and why they led him to become the the self-centered man that he was. He saw love lost. He saw joys that he previously had that he no longer had, and he was reminded of what he could have been, but also what he became. Then he saw the ghost of the the spirit of Christmas present came and showed him how things were and reminded him that, that the present was a time to be generous and bountiful. That that the present was a time to to take action. But not to to gather merely, but to gather in order to be generous and helpful to others. He also got a vision of one tiny Tim. A young lad who had an innocence and a purity about his life, but who also was not a healthy young man. And it touched his heart. His heart began to thaw a bit when he saw young tiny Tim. And finally, the spirit of Christmas future, or looking ahead, came. And Scrooge saw the future of his life moving in the direction that he he was headed. And he saw that at his funeral, no one was sad. In fact, they, they mocked and laughed and merely sought to get his things from him. 
He realizes in the future that young Tim, the the innocent and pure-hearted young man, without help from another, would end up losing his life. Ebenezer Scrooge then wakes up that night realizing that, that the future wasn't real. That it was just a premonition of things to come. And that if he made changes that very moment, then things could be different. And so what does he do but wake up and transformed into a new heart and a new way of life. He becomes a conduit of generosity, of joy, of compassion, and of love. What a great story that Dickens tells to us. And in many ways, it answers that question of, can people really change? Now, this morning, I I addressed the church family here, and I, I asked you, to look at your life and understand that your life was, was separated almost into two segments as a Christian. There is that life that is pre-Christ and then a life that is post-conversion. And the answer to any Christian of can someone really change is an unequivocal yes. But it's not by my own power. It's by the power of God or Christ in me. This evening we will be leaving in a symbolic way, each of you with a light in your hands. Christians, you are called by Jesus himself, the light of the world. You are called not to hide the light, but to broadcast it like a city on a hill. To help those around see what light is. Tonight I'd like to read to you from the book of Ephesians. For just a few moments. And share with you a few things about what this light is. So Ephesians chapter 5. If you have your phone, your, your Bible. There's a pew Bible right in front of you. And you'd like to follow along. We don't have our screen on behind us tonight. So I'd love for you to see the words yourself. Ephesians chapter 5. And we'll begin in verse 8. Verse 8 should be very clear to all of us as Christians. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are what? Help me out. Light in the Lord. You are not your own light, but you are light in the Lord. And the command here for Paul is this. Walk as children of the light. This ought to make a lot of sense to us since the light of the world has come into us. Since he has transformed us, after all, Christian, we ought to be able to proclaim what he's done for us. We remember the transition from darkness into light so we don't walk around as judgmental people. We walk around as broadcasters of the redeeming light, Jesus Christ, that has transformed us all. But it begs the question, thinking about this concept, is what then is the darkness? And so if you're here tonight and you've never been transformed by the light, if you've never given yourself to be a servant and a follower 
or a worshiper of the Lord Jesus Christ, you may feel inside this tension inside of you. A drawing to come to what you know is holy and right and good in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is a life that is not centered in a Scrooge-ish way around me, but it is a life that is centered in a Christ-like way around God and His kingdom. Verse 9 continues and says this, For the fruit of light is found in all that is three things. And anybody can help me out. The fruit of light is found in three things. All that is good and right and true. What is evidence of the light? That's the fruit of light. How do you know if you are in the light? How do you know that that Christ has come into you? The fruit on you would be good and right and true things. What is good? Anything that aligns with who God is. Are you doing the things that align with who God is? What is right? Right are the things that that are not of darkness. They're the things of the light. And what is true? The things that line up according to what is really true. Not living according to lies or deceit, but what is true. Are you there? Has the light so transformed you? Paul continues on. And to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead, but rather, expose them. As a Christian, you're here tonight, I hope, because you are seeking to please God. And tonight is an opportunity for you to worship and to sing songs, and we'll continue singing songs. And tonight is an opportunity for you to give to God and to celebrate the fellowship With his people. My hope and prayer is tonight. You are trying to do exactly what this verse says. And that is please the Lord. And I hope that that's when you go home. And tomorrow and the next day and the next. Try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. And do those things. And take no part of the unfruitful. Of the the things of darkness. But rather expose them. Shine light into the darkness. And speak the truth into what is dark. The Apostle Paul says elsewhere in Romans 12, do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. And it is not Pastor Keith that defines what's good. It's not our deacons. It is the word of God and the spirit of God given to us that says this is good, this is right, and this is true. Verse 12 says this. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Christ will shine on you. Hear me now. Christ will shine on you. You. Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and step into the light. If you're here tonight and you do not know the glorious joy of living in the light of Christ, I invite you 
to examine who Jesus is. To examine his teachings which point us to his Father and our Father. Jesus said that the greatest joy that we will have is in knowing our God. In John chapter 3 verse 36, Jesus said that the wrath of God remains on those who are not in Christ. And my hope and prayer for you tonight is that is not you. But he says there is eternal life for all those who are in Christ. Eternal life is a life that you do not know yet if you are not in Christ. It is a new life. It is a spiritual aliveness that gives you deep and satisfying joys that you search for. Can people really change? Can people really change? They can with the Spirit of God. In fact, Paul himself said that he was once the chief of sinners. And he became one who was transformed by the power of God in him. And I close with this. The scripture says this, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. A couple of phrases in this passage that are significant is Paul is telling us, be careful how you walk. There is a way of wisdom. There is a way of folly. There are two paths in life. Jesus said one leads to life and one leads to destruction. Which path are you on? Are you trotting forward on that path that you're on? And then he says, making the best use of time. And really, uh, the translation for us doesn't, can't give us that first century idea. But the idea is purchasing the time. Redeeming the time. You know, some of you are going to get a gift card this year. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for you. You're going to get a gift card for Christmas. Some of you probably already gotten three or four of them. But that gift card is of no value unless you redeem it at that Starbucks or even better, the Chick-fil-A. Paul says, redeem the time. Cash it in. Take advantage of today while you still have it. You have today for only today. Tomorrow, it will be gone. Jesus took advantage of three short years that he had with his followers. He invested into them, and that night, they took the cup, and they took the bread. The disciples had no idea that would be the last night they would sup with their Savior. Look around you. This may be the last time we're all gathered in this building together. Redeem the time. And finally, he says, understand what the Lord's will is. 
as we bid farewell tonight, may you understand what the Lord's will is, what is pleasing to him. May you understand what God has called you to. May you understand how you can minister to others and in a scrooge's way be transformed from someone who may have been worried a whole lot about me and myself and I into someone who says, I'm here to help this one and this one and this one. God has gifted you. He has given you a gift. Redeem it today. While it's still today, be a blessing. Say the words you need to say. Make the call you need to make. Redeem your day. Because 2023 is nearing its end. Let's pray together.